Bible is very clear that we are all called to do something. And so, but we have to be courageous enough to ask God, God, what is my something? That was a challenge from our guest on our program today to get involved and play our part in helping orphans and vulnerable children. This is Focus on the Family with Graham Schnell. And on today's program, we're talking about God's heart for the orphan and how the church, you and me, can partner with God in caring for vulnerable kids. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Alison Schnell. Alison, today's program is going to be both challenging and moving as we talk about a subject that is so close to the heart of God. James 1.27 says, Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress. It's pretty clear that this is on God's heart. And here in South Africa and Africa, there is so much opportunity to reach out. But sometimes it can feel overwhelming. So I hope this program will help us take a step in the right direction. Yes, indeed. Well, let's go now to that conversation you had with Dr. Sharon Ford. One of our pillars of focus in the family is the value of children. And this is how that value reads. We believe that children are a heritage from God and a blessing from His hand. We are therefore accountable to Him for raising, shaping, and preparing them for a life of service to His kingdom and to humanity. And so much of what we do at Focus is speaking into this area of parenting, of this vital role of raising children with values that are grounded in biblical principles. But we also acknowledge that we live in a broken world. And unfortunately, so many kids don't have the blessing of being raised in a loving Christian home. There are 2.7 million orphans in South Africa, and Focus Africa is involved in a wide array of activities connected to orphans and vulnerable children, and even child-headed households. And we don't often speak about that on this program, but today we want to talk about standing in the gap for these vulnerable children and supporting those who have already taken that step. Our guest today is Dr. Sharon Ford. She's the director for Focus on the Family's foster care and adoption efforts here in the USA. Uh, she helps raise awareness for the need for adoptive families to provide loving and stable homes for kids in the U.S. foster care system. But she also has a background working for child welfare services. And although the situation and process may be different uh, in Africa, the biblical principles are, are universal. So it's so good to have you with us. Welcome to Focus on the Family. <laughs> Graham, thank you so much for inviting me to be with you today. Well, I'd love to just hear your heartbeat. And you come with a, a wealth of experience and really being in the trenches, I could say. Um, but just to hear your heart for these vulnerable children and, and maybe something of a call on, on your heart for all of us to get involved. You know, it's, when I think about the difference between nations, nations of people, that here in the United States, we have our own brokenness, our own issues with over 400,000 children in the foster care system, many more children who are being cared for by relatives. We call that kinship care yeah. here. And then when I think about other nations and countries who their government system hasn't, isn't developed and formed to step in around uh, to be that safety net, that protection, to remove children who are being hurt or harmed or who have been abandoned or neglected. To hear you said 
7 million children, that number is so overwhelming to me. Mm. And, and, and I'm like, how dare I? How dare I be like that that's our 400,000 is a drop in the bucket yeah. to 2.7 million children. That makes my heart hurt. Um, it makes me wonder. It's like, God, God, where where are you when our children need you so? The word is so clear to say, suffer the little children. Bring them to God. Bring them in. Yeah. The word says to take care of the fatherless. And I'm like, okay, God, then how does South Africa take care of the fatherless there? How yeah. does the United States reach out and support without overtaking, without overshadowing, without uh, replicating their own mistakes, their own misgivings about how government should or could step in. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, where's the church? God says that he embraces his bride to be his hands and his feet. So whether it's the church in the United States dealing with our stuff or the church in South Africa dealing with their stuff, the church has a clear role in that. And who's equipping the church? Who's holding the church accountable? Who's raising awareness? Who's saying, but if you don't come, who will? Yeah. Who? And so knowing that Focus South Africa is there to speak into that with the, the variety of programs, that's a drop of cool water yeah. Yeah. in the heat of the summer. But if the church doesn't bring that cool water to those who are most in need, not only will this generation suffer, but the generations to come. And so if we don't do something now, what is the repercussions for our future? Mm. And the church, for me, Mm. is that individual, is that group of people, is that entity that God calls to be a gap stander. They stand in the gap First of all, and foremost, with prayer. Yeah. Appreciate that you, you mentioned that. That's got to undergird everything we do in this area and in every area. But I think then the next step potentially is educating church communities around this issue and how we get involved. How, how would you encourage the church to step up these efforts You know, in the United States, there's a church almost on every corner. And so when I think about some of the things that we've done in the U.S. to say, who are the kids in your backyard? A colleague of mine says, they're backyard orphans. They're right there in your back. They're visible. You look over the fence and you see them. You see them on the playground. You see them in sleeping bags, sleeping, you know, underneath the playground um, benches and things. Well, even in South Africa... Who's in your backyard? Who's really, really in your backyard? You see them when you go to the grocery store. You see them when you're out walking your dog. You see them, but sometimes we don't see because they're seen all the time. And because it's so painful, they become the invisible. Yeah. And we have got to take that lens off our eyes and our spiritual eyes and ask God, show me who they are, where they are. And then God, show me what's my role. Yeah. And 
every church has its own role. The Bible is very clear that we are all called to do something. And so, but we have to be courageous enough to ask God, God, what is my something? Yeah. And what are some of those, um, some things that we can do, some practical things? Because it isn't just one thing. Prayer, as you said, is, is one thing and probably the most important thing. What that could look like for us to get involved you know, every church has its own church culture, and churches are all different sizes. Whether your church is 25 members, and there's more senior citizens in your church than there are younger yeah. members, the senior citizens know what it took to parent their children, how to nurture, how to love, how to speak into, how to be a good mentor and a coach. So coat being a mentor to a child or mm. a teenager of any age is a start. Letting them know that there's somebody who really cares about them. The Bible says that God knows my name. God then speaks to us someone's name. I'm sure in your prayer time, God's given you a name of somebody. You didn't know where they are, who they are, but Sally, okay, God, I'll pray for Sally. Don't know what's going on with Sally. When God gives you that person's name, you then, there's an accountability and you want to engage and say, God, uh, Sally needs whatever she needs. And then when God puts, oh, that's a need? Oh, okay, God, I can pray for that specific need. Oh, oh God, you, may, you want me to answer that need? You want me to go get that bed? You want me to get that backpack? You want me to get that pair of shoes? Okay, God, yes. See, that actional piece comes to, yes, God, I will obey. And so every church, whatever their size, outward facing to their community so that they can be in bringing those folks in to the community yeah. so that they can be touched, seen, um, poured into, coached, cared for. Um, when they become seen, then it's more real. And then the church can say, hmm, we were doing this fluffy thing over here. We don't need to do this fluffy thing anymore. We need to be doing this. Yeah. God's brought this to our attention, and we can't ignore it. And so, like, helping kids with their homework, oh, my God. <laughs> I am not a math person. I'm not a science person. But if the kid has a science experiment, that we can try it. We can try it until we can make, fake it until we can make it. <laughs> Let's yeah. do that. Help. Having pouring in touch mm. in a safe, nurturing way, a voice of reassurance. How many people long mm. for that voice that mm. says, it's okay, Yeah, we're going to do this a second time, we're going to do it a third time, we'll, we'll, mm. we'll keep trying until we can get it right. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's what you do. That's how you pour into somebody. That's how you poured into your own kids. Yeah. That's how somebody maybe poured into you. These kids need nothing mm. less than God's best for uh, them. Focus on the Family Africa does a number of projects coming alongside, as I mentioned, um, child-headed households and uh, various orphan care points. And, and there's a great need for that. But I think this aspect of adoption, of a family providing this forever family to a child that doesn't have a family, I think is is really on God's heart. And... Just speak to, I know you have a heart for that, but maybe somebody listening right now needs to be encouraged 
to begin at least thinking about that step? Uh, what would you say to them? Well, first of all, we have to remember that we are all adopted yeah, by God. Yeah. We've been grafted in, but into the kingdom. He could have left us out, but he didn't. He brought us in. And so when I think about that there are children who are parentless, mm. not just homeless, but parentless, that um, who shapes them, who molds them, who speaks into them, and that adoption is about acceptance it's about caring and nurturing, and it's about being connected, not just a physical connection, but it's a heart connection. That's what these children need. And adoption is a way of bringing them in mm. and having someone be their number one advocate, their number one champion who stands up for them against all odds. Doesn't mean that kid's perfect. Doesn't mean that they won't have some missteps mm. or the parents won't have some missteps <laughs> either. But it means that we are in this together. Mm. They need to know that generation to generation, they have a place to belong Adoption means that even when you've done wrong, you can still come back home. Hmm. You can still come home. Hmm. You've got a home to come to. Yeah. In some ways, it's easier to understand the difference it can make in the life of a child. Um, and yet, obviously, it's uh, wonderful to hear you just uh, explaining what it means for a child to be adopted into a family. But it's not just the child that benefits from this transaction, if I can call it that. And it's obviously not even just the family. The whole, if we can get this right, the whole of society benefits from taking care of these vulnerable children in our community. You've been in that world. Just speak to what this world could look like and why it would change if we could do this better. You know, the Bible says that we get to dream. <laughs> dream. Joel talks about that old men will dream dreams yeah. and women will prophesy. Well, I'm not an old man <laughs> and I'm not a young woman This at this point in my life, but I dream of a day when all children have a place to belong. I dream of a day when fathers are sitting on the porch and they're looking over the, the landscape of the city street and father to father to father to father as they see each other they, they they give a nod why because the children are well and well means that everybody have as a place where they're connected to hmm. that children who are connected to family and families who are connected to the children and they are connected to the community and they're connected to the county, and they're connected to all the cities, and they're connected to all the regions and the states, and all is well, because the family, the root, is deep and wide, and it's accepting, and it's caring, and there's a responsibility and an accountability. When there's no accountability, you have chaos and ruckus. You have death and destruction. But when there's accountability and obedience, then you have healing and health and wholeness. And you have strength and you have love. You have, ex you have the extension of grace. Because when you've been extended grace to much too much is given, 
much is required. So when you've been, you've learned to receive grace, you've learned to receive love, then you have something to replicate and give back. And that's what family does. And that's then what the community does, and that's what the state does, and eventually even the nation. Mm. But in the absence of that, look what we have. Mm. Yeah. And don't we want something different and better for our kids? Amen. Amen. You've been working in this area for, for many, many years, and I'd love to for you to just share maybe some highlights, some stories Maybe it's a story of pain, uh, or maybe it's a story of God's redemption at work, and when you've seen um, His plan unfold. I was thinking when you said, you know, think of a story. I was thinking of a young um, person who had been removed from his birth family and um, never got adopted because his parental in, in the United States they have to sever. Yeah. The court has to sever parental rights. For this young man, his parental rights were never severed. Hmm. And so he was what we call aging out of the system. He had turned 18. Hmm. The county department had helped him get his first apartment. And um, my office had um, collected, um, had been granted money so that we could buy special gifts for these group of young people who that particular year were aging out of our system. And I'm just thinking of him particularly. And I remember we, um, he came into the office to see what his gifts were going to be. And um, I asked him, I said, what is one thing you really would like to have in your apartment? And he said, a vacuum cleaner. Most kids ask for you know, dishes or a radio or a TV well, or, so any or PlayStation. Or, uh, yeah. Yes, a PlayStation, you know, yeah. something that's going to entertain them. Yeah. Um, dishes so that they'll be able to eat, you know, yeah. and cook in the microwave. But he asked for a vacuum cleaner. And I said, well, why a vacuum cleaner? And he said, I want my house to always be clean. Hmm. So that when people come to my house, they'll see I'm a good person. Hmm. I'm standing there in our office. I'm fighting the tears back. I'm not doing a good job today <laughs> of that. Um, and I said, first of all, we're going to get you that vacuum cleaner. Hmm. And... Um, I said, I hope when you get, when I bring it over to your apartment that you'll, you know, let me come in. I said, because I think you're a good person. Hmm. And I said, was there a second gift that you would like? He said he wanted me to make sure that his sister knew that he had a place that she could come and visit. Hmm. His sister had left the foster care system the year previous to that and he had lost touch with her and he wanted our office to find her so that she could come to his place i wish i could tell you that government does things right all the time Mm. but we don't um didn't find his sister don't know where she went or what happened um we lost touch with her but I kept in touch with him for a while. 
and he was doing good. And he always kept his apartment clean. Hmm. He was a pretty good person. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I so appreciate your heart, which is so evident in the tears. Um, and this was many years ago, I know, but the the pain is is fresh. Um, and it's pain that he he experienced as a child. He didn't have what we spoke about right at the beginning, the, the joy and the and the benefit of of a family. And and that's really the call for this program for for those listening in today to recognize the need. And so what I'd really love for you to do is to pray as God leads, but pray for those listening in that God would would begin to speak um, and sh- and just and for for those listening to respond in a, in the way that you spoke about having the bravery to ask the Lord, what can I do? Where can I get involved? Would you pray for of that? Course. Dear Lord, I I know you as Father. I know you as Provider. I know you as Comforter through the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, there are so many people today listening to this program. I'm asking that you would speak to them in the still, small voice that only you, the only the way you can speak, and that the people would open their hearts and incline their ears to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to them. Mm-hmm. Touch them, Father God. Y- you know how to bring your message to all of us. Let them hear about the need of the backyard orphans in their community. God, sometimes you ask us big things, and sometimes you ask us the littlest things. But God, when you ask, you know that you will see us through. You know that you will provide whatever it is that we need. And so God, I'm asking that these individuals will be open-hearted and open-minded that whatever you ask that they will say yes that they won't turn a deaf ear dear god they won't say that's not for me that's it's not my time but god they'll they'll say yes mm-hmm. and then they'll say god show me show me how show me where show me when show me who to connect with god use me How much of me do you want to use, God? Where do you want me to go? God, how much money do you want me to give? Where do you want me to serve? God, I want my answer to be a yes, a real yes to you. God, I don't want to be a no. I don't want to turn my back on those who need you most. So show me how to show up, dear God. Show me how to be the person that you have raised me up to be. And then send provision. Who will walk with me? Who will go with me? Show me who to take with me, God, that we can be about our Father's business. Let me be that good neighbor. Let me be that person that doesn't turn away from you, but instead leans into you for the strength and the hope for the favor that I need to show up the way you want me to show up this day 
one day at a time, one step at a time. I thank you, God, for never leaving me, never forsaking me. God, I'm praying this prayer as though the audience is praying the prayer as I'm praying. And at the end of the prayer, they will say amen because they want to do your will. Use them today. Use them tomorrow. Use them to make a difference this day, oh God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Dr. Sharon, thank you for what you do in the U.S. and for just sharing your heart for vulnerable children. Appreciate you. Oh, thank you, Graham. Appreciate you back. God bless you. Blessings. I so appreciate Dr. Ford's prayer at the end. She prayed that God would speak to us and that we would open our hearts and incline our ears to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us. And that's my prayer too. It's a scary prayer, but it's good. And we've heard stories and examples of things small and large that we can do to play our part. I do hope you've been challenged, but I also hope you've been encouraged and inspired today. The resource we're recommending today is a free booklet titled Wrapping Around Adoptive Families, How to Provide Support to Those Called to Adopt. If you're close to a family that has adopted, I want to encourage you to get hold of this free booklet and commit to supporting that family. It's built on the idea of RAP, W-R-A-P. W stands for Wrestle in Prayer. R for Respite Care. A, Acts of Service. And P, Promises of God. You will find that on our website at safamily.co.za. Maybe you're the family that's adopted or is considering it. Or today, you've been challenged to get involved. We have a number of other resources on our website. Or maybe you'd like to support the work we're involved in with orphans and vulnerable children, as well as child-headed households. You can find out more when you call us on 031-716-3300 or when you visit our website at safamily.co.za. I'm Alison Schnell for Focus on the Family Africa. Thanks for joining us today. Please tune in again next time when we'll, once more, help you and your family thrive in Christ.